This episode of the Kinky Conversations podcast is brought to you by my course, An Introduction to Kink, BDSM, Polyamory, and Other Fun Things. This course is designed for new, current, and established members, their partners, as well as anyone who is curious but not yet taken that first step into the scene. By the end of the course, you'll know how to enter and engage in a safe, fun, and consensual manner, whether you're playing in person or online the green and red flags to watch out for, what you should and shouldn't expect from a dom-sub relationship, how to negotiate kinks, limits, boundaries, and the opening of relationships, how to vet potential partners, how to establish informed, enthusiastic consent, what to do if you have a disagreement or misalignment of kinks, and how to talk through any misunderstandings. In part one, we dive into the principles of relationship building, focusing on open, honest communication, consent, self-awareness, and openness to experience. In part two, I answer your questions. Filtered from over 100 questions from the community, this part dives deep into all aspects of the scene, uncovering what you most wanted answered. There's also an attached resource list for those who want to go further, as well as the opportunity to do 14 days of free one-on-one coaching with me as an added bonus. So, if you're looking for more out of your relationships, looking to expand how you play, or are simply curious about kink, BDSM, polyamory, and other related fun things, this course is for you. Check it out with the link in the show notes. Mm. Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast. Where consent is king, pleasure is queen, and exploration of sexual expression is the name of the game. And now for your host, the delicious Zachary Phillips. Today I'm joined by Quinn, a 36-year-old Pilates instructor who enjoys music, art, food, and travel. We dive into ethical non-monogamy and polyamory discussing how to effectively, ethically, and consensually open up a relationship, as well as how to deal with jealousy, fear, and other emotions that arise. We also discuss Quinn's adventures with an acupuncturist. Sexuality as a spectrum, sex as art and therapy, and its relationship to life, as well as look at the concept of compersion, both in and out of the bedroom. I absolutely loved this conversation, I was laughing and it also got me thinking deeply. So I'm super grateful for Quinn jumping on board. I just want to remind you that if you stick around to the end of the episode, I'll play you a part from the book, Kink, Volume 1. But without further ado, here's Quinn. So Quinn, welcome. Um, Thank you for jumping up on to the podcast. I had a brief look at your website where you're sharing some um, fun pictures and what did you say, like little, uh, was it sultry or what was the word you used on the website? Uh, sexy vignettes and sultry, sultry stream of consciousness, I think is what it said. Sexy vignettes, Vignette. I like that. And sultry scream of, s- screams of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that too. <laughs> okay, so... Let's um let's let's get into that. What what are you um what's what are you doing online? What's the um what's the website all about? And we can get into talking about a variety of different things as we go along. What do you think? Absolutely, that sounds wonderful. Uh, let's do it. So the website itself is kind of like 
it's sort of sitting on the back burner. Um, it is a work in progress and I am still sorting out, you know, what and how to post and uh, through. So I'm sort of a uh, Jill of all trades and taking my hand at uh, many, many new things for me. But out of um, some erotica, I began writing even just less than a year ago. And I had a steamy affair with an acupuncturist, actually. Ooh. Uh, yes, it was very, uh, very below board as far as um, medical ethics. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about, I feel. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, sometimes you just know. And I have said so many times over the past year, the heart wants what the heart wants. Um, or the loins want what the loins <laughs> want in this case. Um, the beautiful part of it all is that I have been in an uh, ethical, non-monogamous relationship for over 11 years. So when something inappropriately sexy happened uh, while I was receiving treatment, um, I had pulled long story short, I pulled a hamstring like pretty badly and uh, went to go see a friend of a friend um, who's this great sports acupuncturist. And the second session just didn't really go as we, <laughs> as we planned. Um, but the great part of it was, uh, apart from, you know, all of the therapy I was receiving, the therapeutic touch, um, was I got, I went home and immediately got to call my husband who was out of town at the time and say, you'll never believe what just happened. Um, and he was delighted and so excited. And so it sort of, uh, opened up the inner slut in me that had been lying dormant for a number of years. And I was like, Oh my God, there I am. Oh my goddess. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I started just, I was, you know, the, my vagina was turned back on and I was just right. I began writing erotica and I realized, um, you know, this would be pretty hot if I left a voice message for my lover of this writing that I just wrote. And so I did, I recorded it and then thought to myself, Jesus Christ, like I sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I come from, I was a professional vocalist for a long time. I had, I was a radio DJ throughout like high school and college. And, um, I've used my voice for a number of things. I teach Pilates, I teach yoga, I lead guided meditations. Um, so I've used my voice in a number of ways and now I'm using it in honestly, what feels like I was born to do with it, which yes. is, I love it. You know, audio porn, basically, and it's amazing. <laughs> there's, there's so many points I want to pick up upon. Um, I'm um, my partner and I are down the um, ethical non-monogamy as well, um, and it's not that we would do we're doing much, but like the, the freedom to be able to, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's that there's it's it's like a non-restrictions, obviously assuming consent and safety and respect, right. but beyond that, like you can you can then take a relationship like with a second session acupuncturist uh, wherever you'd like to take. <laughs> um, 
So I, I appreciate that because it's 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 not putting limits on things. I think that's that's the thing that appeals to us um, is that it's like, yeah, like, you know, and then like you said, you called your husband and he's uh, happy with that. Fucking awesome. I mean, and I'm sure I'm sure he's happy with the um the after effects of the reawakening as well. He is on board. He's my number one <laughs> fan. I mean, <laughs> hell yes, yeah. I love it. Um, just pulling it back a couple of sides. I want to dig into a few things there. Please. Um, I appreciate the the Jill of all trades. I'm I'm down that path as well. Um, doing you know books, podcasts, this podcast, erotica, voice stuff. Like it's it's. I sort of view it as a way it's like, okay, I want to express myself somehow. And that might be as simple as a, like, you know, a kinky tweet, or it might be a long form rambling mental health podcast, or it might be like a poetry book. It's like, it's like, how can I find the best way to express myself in across multiple formats in the day? It's sort of like live, let's live life as art and then hopefully get some payment for it. So I can start living off it. Right. That's the trick. Yeah. That's the key. (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I do want to get into the um to the voice porn, but I I don't want to move on from the um from the uh the acupuncture experience. <laughs> so 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 basically like that sounds like some of the most cliched porn that I've watched before. It's like, hey baby, do you wanna ha- I can stretch it? You know what I mean? But yes. it happened, right? Like yes. so so it's like there's there's moments in my life that had I watched it in porn, I would have been like, no, this, this is impossible, but it's like, I'm, I'm living it. I'm seeing it. So, so it does happen. And that, and that, what it does is it, it realizes that it's unlocking like whole genres of porn that I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. But apparently it's not right. I mean, honestly, you could probably find someone who has lived out, you know, some scenario and then they've created a whole, you know, pornographic movie or scene at least about it. This, this is exactly it. Why not, right? Yeah. I mean, mine is like, I didn't see the porn and then want to go live it out, which I feel like a lot of people, that might be the way that that I think works. your way is better. I agree. Your way is better of, of like, because if you, I don't know, one of the questions I ask people, and you can feel free to answer this or not, but it's like, have you ever um, fulfilled a fantasy and was it all that you desired? And everyone other than I think one person has said, well, I've done it, but it was not right? It wasn't as good because it's like you, you see all of these ideas in, in porn and, or you know movies or whatever, and then you try and recreate it in life, but life is messy. It's gooey. It's goopy. It's confusing. It's not, a, yeah. it's not the same, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's not the same. And even like, you know, having the idea in, in one's mind before going and, you know, acting it out in real life, I don't, I don't know that anything can ever live up to our imagination. Um, especially mm. when you're, when you're interacting with another human with a totally separate perspective and, you know, uh, even if you tell them exactly what you want them to say, they may not say it the way that you thought they would say it in your head, you know. Um, and the fact that you're asking them to say it by definition exactly. detracts as well. Exactly. You, I wrote a poem a little while ago, this idea of like for fantasy to exist, you sort of have to create the fantasies. Therefore it's not a fantasy. It's like, there's this, there's this, loop that doesn't quite work you know right yes it's funny and, and the only, the only well it's to speak to that i just i empathize with that so much my husband when we first started dating would ask me all the time like what are your fantasies share some fantasies with me and you know he would share the ones that he had and i every time was like i don't really have one he's like well mm. try and come up with something and i was like okay you know and they were always like involved living in the lap of luxury like well we're on a yacht sailing through the mediterranean <laughs> you know 
I'm surrounded by very tan, muscle-bound sailors, you know, um, which is a proper fantasy, and anyone can help make that one come true at any time. Please reach out. Um, <laughs> this, this is the purpose of the Kinky Conversations podcast, is for fantasy fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, grow your sec- you've just got to grow your sexy voice, um, voice acting large enough that you can be like, I've got to call out. I need some muscle-bound sailors to join me on a cruise around the Mediterranean. Benefits include <laughs> free acupuncture. Free acupuncture. I mean, I was not charged for that second session. I do just want to say. Um, <laughs> we're gonna break. We're gonna break down this second session um, yeah. and the first session because we need. We need some. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about you know. I I remember leaving that session that morning and just thinking to myself like I just I literally just lived a fantasy that I didn't even know mm. I had. So that was fun. I does it. I'm, I'm assuming it influences your writing or your or your speaking, right? Like you, you've the things you are doing or have done. Absolutely, you, you're tying it back in, right? Absolutely, because cause you've got you've got a real look now at at like what it means. Like in like it's not you're you're not imagining what it's like to fulfill that fantasy. Right, you, you lived it in real time, so you can actually speak to the characters if you're writing like a fictional sort of thing, what they're feeling. Cause it's like, Oh, the unknown. The da, da, da. You it's, know? <laughs> it's so true. And it's funny. Um, you know, my stories I would say are 85% nonfiction and then 15%, you know, just coming from this juicy, yummy way that my brain works now. Um, which was always kind of there, but it's manifested itself in this really fun and artistic and creative way um, over the past. It hasn't even been a full year, like 10 months. Have you found, have you, have you, or do you have any concerns about people like, you know, in real life or people that aren't sort of down this path reading uh, or listening to your stuff? It's, that's such a good question. Um, I was very protective of my work for a number of months. Um, Obviously, I shared it with my husband. Um, And then I remember I just was so proud of what I was doing. Like I would listen back and I would reread these stories. And I was like, these are really good. I want to share them with the people who, who I love and care about. So I slowly started, you know, leaking, you know, the information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I would say, you know, a close, a close circle of friends, um, know about the podcast and love it. So it's just been nothing but positive feedback, which is wonderful. Um, Mm. and encouraging me along this journey, you know, over the past of whatever, however long it's been 10 months or so, I've also grown, bloomed, blossomed sexually and, also realized, you know, the way that my husband and I are practicing non-monogamy is so healthy and really unique. And um, I just want to educate people about it, to let people know there are options. You don't just marry someone and then have sex with them for the rest of your life. And if they don't, if their libido doesn't match yours, then you're shit out of luck. Um that's that is that is one of the problems, and it's like I, w- I want you to go into to your philosophy on it, but I think we're probably down a similar path. It sounds um, like it, yeah. 
because because like my, my, my view on this is and like feel free to jump in whenever like let's say you've got a problem say a libido issue right you're, you're still friends you love your partner all of that sort of stuff but there's a bit of a mismatch right uh, maybe you've got kids maybe you don't but you've what, what options do you have right you can cheat yeah which leads to you know heartache and pain if found out and also internal issues as well because of the consciousness sort of stuff you can live unhappy which obviously you're living unhappy or you can explore ethical non-monogamy right you can explore other options or you can leave so it's like it's like yeah like like obviously if the ethical non-monogamy works for both of you and it is you know and it's practiced like i said with respect consent um and safety then to me you know that makes a lot of sense and the the you know what what's a what's a win in a relationship right it's not it's not about just getting to the end of life it's like oh we only fucked each other until we died like what the, uh, i don't i don't buy that and it's, it's sort of like mate you touched on it before being like you know down this vibe of like you know society sort of was like okay you find the you find your partner you get married and you, you that's it you're done like, there's no there's no like yeah, there's no narratives yeah. um, of of what mean what it means to maintain, and obviously, like if you have kids and you know that sort of stuff, there's there's narratives there about how to be a father, but like or a mother or whatever. But it's not there's nothing to do really with how to maintain that sort of thing. And I think you know some people like us potentially um, <laughs> have found a um, a potentially alternate solution that works for some, and other people are like, oh. So can you can you speak to 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 what you um, like sort of your philosophy or how you would teach others? Absolutely. And I love, I mean, I could talk about this topic for days, like until I ran out of voice. Um, and Don't run out of voice. You need that voice. <laughs> I do, but it's actually the raspier, the better. So I'll just talk Ooh. for ages about this. Okay. Keep, keep talking and we can just get, get raspier. Get raspier. Um, when you go into your acupuncture <laughs> session, make sure to wear some lingerie. I mean, that second session, I will say, I, I had a feeling I was wearing very cute underwear. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Um, Sh- showered, showered, shaved, and perfumed before the acupuncturist session. Just w- in case. I was prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna swing back to that. The, yeah, the, the we'll way I um, organize the podcast is you get a hook, right? In this case, the hook is the, uh, the, the story of how you, um played with the the, uh, the acupuncturist but then yeah. we talk about a whole bunch of different stuff holding the audience on it's like I'm teasing oh, you right yeah. now yeah, yeah right I'm holding them on so then then the climax is it's like mm, acupuncture yeah right we want to hear about plan. that <laughs> this is the plan but we'll get we'll get to it. we're going to do some interesting foreplay on the way to the acupuncture story that's the way we're doing it I love foreplay so yes let's continue <laughs> um, okay so do do share um your 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 views on ethical non-monogamy well, how you guys are doing it, how you're expressing it, that sort of stuff. So when we met, um, my we my husband and I both lived in Los Angeles, and he was living in this uh, big, huge artist loft. It was not zoned for residential living, but there were about, I think, six people living there um, at the time. Huge industrial space, you know, that you would think of, um, and it was a very polyamorous community. Um, my husband and I met, I was sort of indoctrinated into this group of friends and realized, oh, everyone is fucking each other. Like, every, this is new to me. I, so, I came from more of a sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. I worked in the music industry and was no stranger to my inner slut. Um, but this was a whole different 
approach. So um, I was taken aback at first. And my husband from the get go said, listen, you know, I'm open. And if we are going to be together, I need it to be an open relationship. And that was a bitter pill to swallow for me for quite some time. Um, So it took us years, literally, of talking about our boundaries, trying to go to these sex parties, sexy parties, and, you know, me ending up in tears and us leaving and going home. It was countless arguments, um, basically on trust building. And I needed my hand held a lot more than he was ready to do and a lot of boundaries that had to be set. But over the years, you know, over the two, three years that we, we kept trying, that was the thing. We knew that what we had was so good that we wanted to keep going and we had to foster this relationship um, within the, you know, basket of non-monogamy. And we came up with different tools. You know, if we were at a party, we were across the room from each other. If there was someone that he was giving a lot of attention to, and I didn't like him talking to her, or I didn't like what he was doing, I didn't have to go over and say, hey, please stop doing that. We came up with these little hand signals. So I would just touch my neck, kind of like, like cut it like a knife cutting (laughs) across the throat. But I would just touch my neck and try and get his attention. He would look over at me and realize, okay, I need to back it up. If I needed more attention from him or he needed more attention from me, we would do this kind of like come hither, touch touch our own cheek kind of thing. Like, you know, I need some attention from you. Come kiss me on the cheek sort of thing like that. So we started getting, started developing these tools. Um, And then also just time and building up trust over those years we were able to blossom into, you know, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go to this party and I'll stay home? And, you know, or we even got to a point where we didn't have, you know, there was a veto power at first. It was like, okay, you can be sexy with her and her, but definitely not her. Like stay away from her. She's crazy, you know, but now even that started to fade away because the love and the bond and the trust between the two of us got so big that all of those fears just really melted away. Um, So that's how we got to where we are. We are also wired for this kind of lifestyle. Um, I know that some people are like, but don't you get jealous? And the thing of it is, is we don't, we truly don't get jealous. And that is something that I think, you know, I kind of believe we all exist on this sexuality spectrum and it's a fluid spectrum. And, you know, sometimes it's very, uh, like for me, very bisexual. Sometimes I'm in a very bisexual part of my spectrum. Other times I'm in a very heterosexual part of my spectrum. And then also there are times when um, I need a little bit more from my partner. I need a little bit more nurturing. And then there are times when I'm like, no, it's fine. So it's just, I think we all live in this sort of fluid state, but society sort of brainwashes us into believing, no, the prince finds the princess, you marry Prince Charming, and then you live happily ever after. But you don't really, but you don't talk about your feelings. And then you should go to therapy. But if that doesn't work, then you just cheat on your spouse, or you go to a strip club, or you, you know, or you get divorced. You don't, open it up you don't fuck your friends you know <laughs> um and it's just you're, interesting you're speaking 
everything that I'm not everything, but like you're, you're, you're pretty much saying the stuff that I've, I've thought or considered or that I've spoken to my partner about. It's, um, it's, it's like societal narratives convince you of certain things like prior to opening up our relationship, I would feel guilty for checking someone out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. you can't help, like, like I look over and, you know, like I'm a martial artist, right? If I see a guy, I'm like, I'm sort of sizing him up. If I see a girl, I'm checking her out. I, I can't help it. Yeah. Right. You know, if, if you're of like, you know, adult age up until like, you know, a certain, you know, like there's a certain range of people. It's like, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these thoughts. I can't help it. It just pops in. It's animalistic, yeah. but I would feel guilty. And, you know, like, and she would describe how she would feel guilty, like, if she, you know, talking to a, an attractive waiter, it'd be like feeling awkward, just, just not even, no intentions to do anything, just even the feeling of attraction right. was itself, like, and it's, it's not even society at that stage, it's society's conditioning over time that's like, you're there, like, sort of screaming at yourself of like, how dare you do this? It's, it's, it's sort of, it's kind of like, you know, like this sort of internal toxicity. And I- it's sort of like what we realized was that, like, like, what does it mean to cheat, right? Mm. Cheating is different for every partner. Some people consider viewing porn as cheating. Mm-hmm. Some people consider having a friend of the opposite gender cheating. Some people will consider physical touch cheating. Some people will consider, you know, it's okay to sleep with them and do whatever you like, but not sharing that behavior is is the cheating. Right. Some people, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like it, cheating is like whatever is against the the sort of the, the the norms of the relationship that you've agreed upon so 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 if you like you said you've you worked out a thing where you were talking about like vetoing each other mm. if you needed to but then you've moved beyond that and it's like yeah like i can see why you wouldn't feel jealous because what you've got like like sex isn't the pinnacle of connection or intimacy it feels like it feels like for natural normal society, like oh, that's the that's the end goal. But I feel like there's there's a higher goal, and you can share that level of sexual contact with someone, and still there's more there's more deeper relationships. Am I heating on to some something there? Like- Absolutely. I mean, that's the another you know all these brain I call it brainwashing, um, but it conditioning is a better word, I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes a bit I'm a bit well, drastic. It's, it's- it's intentional. It's, it's, it's if you believe it's intentional or coincidental, right? Like, so some yeah. of it is brainwashing with various um, parts of society, but a lot of it I think is in- incidental with just sort of how things sort of just landed, you know, in yeah. the course of history, you know? Yeah, definitely. Or at least how they've, um, how they've evolved over time. 100%. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it is it is it hit, is it hitting those, those marks? So the, like the vulnerability being um, right, yeah. Like there's there's something there's a level of vulnerability and connection and intimacy that goes beyond sex. But like a lot of people initially, at least, consider sex to be like the thing, right? You know. Well, you know, I think that falls back to the, this idea of um, like the prize of virginity. Um, this idea that the virgin is the greatest thing that there is in the world and you know specifically for women and especially in religious circles um that is not to be fucked with literally (laughs) um (laughs) but you know that sex is something that 
you know, is sort of means to an end. I think a lot of people, you know, also sort of fall back into that. Even if we aren't religious, we still live, especially here in the United States, we still live in this very Protestant based, you know, like we don't talk about sex. We don't, you know, you, you abstinence is the only way and, you know, um, sort of keeping things so puritanical that sex itself then becomes this huge, like, dare I say a bigger deal than it might actually be sort of in the same way that you're saying, like, we think sex is the pinnacle of two people coming together. And the way that I view it is, you know, it's kind of like if you are sitting at a lunch table with a handful of friends and all of a sudden you discover that the person sitting across the table from you their favorite band is your favorite band and they've seen that band eight times in concert and you start immediately like singing the same song and you know all of the lyrics and you're like oh my gosh this bond that i just have with you like we share this this very specific thing i love all of my friends sitting at this table but i'm not going to go see this concert with any of them because they don't get it the way you and i get it that's how i view Mm. sex kind of you know it's like you like these physical things that I like that are, you know, maybe they're specific, maybe they're not, but the way that you sing that song, the way that you make that dance move, the way that you do that thing is exactly what I'm looking for. So it's kind of like something Mm. maybe that we share in common with many people, as opposed to this one be all end all that's going to bring us closer to our quote unquote, you know, soulmate or partner or, um, or, you know, Prince Charming or whatever it may be. The other thing is like the definition of sex is, is itself fluid, right? Like, like like you're describing, like, you know, you're connecting on these different aspects of sex and connection, but you know, like sex can, can range anywhere from like, you know, very, very slow, sensual, just touching external, right? right. To, you know, down the levels of, you know, I, the previous person on the podcast were talking about abduction play, right? Like it's, it's you know, but go, you go, you know, it's a, it's a massive spectrum. Yes. So, and, and you will want and feel and connect to different things, you know, like, like what you want right now will be different to what you want, you know, in five hours from now or the, or in a week from now. Yes. So, 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 you know, but, but what's the chances that, you will find one person that is in sync with you perfectly forever. Right. I think, I think nil. Um, <laughs> and, and there, there is like, I, I sort of, I like to play devil's advocate even on my own positions um, because like there is something to be said about working through things and pushing against it and going, well, cause, cause there's this sort of like the risk of sort of ethical nominobics like, Oh, you're not doing it. Boom. I'm off, you right. know, and I'll find it somewhere else. So it's sort of like, it's a bit of a threading the needle thing of like, um, finding what you can connect with with the person you're with at the time so if i'm with my partner and they like sex or intimacy in one way that's great if we can find that level like you said with the band so like i spent i spent a night with my wife talking and creating poetry right that's a level of intimacy and vulnerability right it wasn't anything like quote unquote sexual but there was a connection there right because that's what we gelled with in that night for whatever reason. So, you know, do you sort of see where I'm going with this? Whereas oh, if, I'm, if I'm with, if I happen to find myself at an acupuncturist, <laughs> like, and it, and, and, you know, she, she, she wanted for whatever reason, you know, and it just lands and it's like, you know, this, this sort of, 
you know, like a completely different experience to a, a poetry writing night. It's it's another level of intimacy and connection that is is like sort of looks different from the external. You might judge one as far more intimate or or like serious or whatever than the other, but I don't I don't know if they necessarily are. If you're sort of thinking about connections this way, like I don't know, I'm going to go train. Um, I do like I said martial arts, and we, we fight each other, right? It's like it's MMA. Yeah. You know, we're trying to punch each other, trying to choke each other, the whole bit. Right. That's a level of intimacy and connection. I was going to say we're, we're, that's intimate. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're, we're going there. We've we've got an agreed agreed upon rules, and then we, you know, we we basically fight, and we we go we go for it, right? Yeah. I wouldn't do that with my partner. She's not into that sort of play. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's just it's just that for whatever reason, like, and that's a, like you know a a the standard relationship dynamic is well, look, you can go you can go hug and aggressively fight your mates. Some you know people are okay with that, but yeah. you can't go to a dance club and dance with Sheila over there. That's a bit much, right? You know what I mean? Like, what? Why is that the case? Like, you know, I, I'm is, not a big yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a big dancer, but my wife loves dancing, and she wants you know after kids, she wants to get back into it. But to get me to go along, like I will go dancing, but the level of amount that I want to go, yeah very insufficient compared to the amount that she would want to go right and then like with that then you lose the passion part like if you're with someone and they're like i'm forced to keep going and like and then it's like i'm just doing it for the sake exactly but exactly that like i i want to go and try and do but my my level of wanting that is one percent right. of what she would want. Right. So, so should she be restricted to one percent, or should I fake it for ninety nine percent and just <laughs> fucking hate it? I think, I think the better solution is, is like, yeah, go dance, connect with people. If you find someone that you want to dance with consistently, fucking awesome, because yeah. that means that you're you're fulfilling a passion, and you will come back home happier, more fulfilled, more elated. Like, um, like the fighting analogy is like, hey, do you want to go fight me for two hours today? <laughs> Like that's what I need. Like this is this is what's in me. This is the primal thing. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, and it's also you know when we get to explore those, you know, those desires, the desire to go be on a sweaty dance floor, you know, smashed up against strangers for two or three hours. That sounds horrible sounds to many people. <laughs> to sounds me, terrible. it sounds really fun some of the time. Um, some of the time, yes. But. You, I, I would never drag someone along who didn't want to go and do that. 100%. Mostly because I, I wouldn't want the dead weight. <laughs> you know, no, but, like, but but I don't. And this is it. I wouldn't want to be that dead weight. Like there's, right. there's this sort of relationship uh, guilt, and yeah. I see it with so many partners of like you know friends of partners or partners of friends or whatever that it's sort of like they're there because it's expected that they should be there, not because they want to be there, whatever event it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can just tell. And then the person that's there, like if, if we're, you know, you and me are at the dance club and I'm just there just like, hey, I'm here to do the thing. You're now, yeah, I'm dead weight to you. You're concerned that I'm not having a good time. I'm there. I'm like, am I doing the dance right? You're like, <laughs> yeah, not really, but you know, it's, it's bullshit, right? It is. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with, you know, like I'm not going to go see, you know, there's a band I love. Um, I don't know if you know the band Falls, but I love them. They are coming to town on tour and I'm going by myself because I don't want to be, 
feeling responsible for the good time of my partner yes. or a friend who doesn't know the lyrics, who's going to want to talk to me, who's going to ask me questions about it. Like, no, I'm going by myself so I can be surrounded by other people who like this music just as much as I do. See, and, that, and that's exactly the attitude and the freedom that you've got. And, and, you know, prior to being in an open relationship, there is that guilt. There is that thing like pe people, you know, just sort of innocently ask, it's like, oh, you're okay with your partner doing this like both ways. And they're like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, well, you know, there's, it's, it's there's this expectation that just because you're partnered or married, that you then do everything together forever. You know, like people, yeah. people begin speaking in we's. There's never an, well, I like this restaurant. It's, we like this restaurant, you know, <laughs> we, people kind of get caught up in that and uh, understandably, you know, maybe lose a little sense of identity. But then with that comes this expectation, which then I think speaks to the guilt that you mentioned. Of, well, I should go. I'm, uh, you know, I'm your wife. I should go do the thing that you love. And it's like, mm, no. You don't so, have to. So I want to I ask the, the sort of the, 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 once again, the devil's advocate question here yeah. is how do you know that you're not, that you're actually should be together and that the, the, the things you're finding in other people couldn't be found in a more perfect match? Right. And this is, I think, the number one question that I'm asked um, mm. is how do you know you're not going to fall in love with someone else? And I say, well, to that, I answer, I don't know that. Um, what I do know is that my husband and I have the, a connection that from the very beginning has been incredibly, um, incredibly spiritual. It's been a really deep soul connection. Um, it's felt otherworldly at times. And then it also is you know, we're very good partners. We're opposites. So we complement each other really well. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I'm seeing the same, the same connection with my partner. It's, 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 it's delightful to hear, hear things mirrored back. Yeah. <laughs> to continue, please. Well, and it's, um, it's because of this connection that we have that, you know, we, we made a promise to each other that we were going to be together in this lifetime throughout, no matter what else happens. What if you fall in love with someone else? Well, then we will deal with that when it happens. Incidentally, I did fall in love with the acupuncturist. I didn't mean to, but it happened. And I realized about a month and a half in, and my husband kind of looked at me one day and he's like, you're in love with him, aren't you? And I was like, I think I am. And so he and I sat there and he said the most encouraging and amazing words to me that I feel like he's ever said. And he said, well, no matter what, I'm here holding your hand, no matter how deep the rabbit hole goes. And I was like, holy shit. I just told my husband that I'm falling in love with another man and he is holding my hand and we're doing it together. We're figuring it out. Hmm. So how delightful. That that's so beautiful as well. Like I was what, blown what away. A, what a level of, of connection. Like like I said, that's that soul connection. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It was it was remarkable. <laughs> it's it's my I um had sort of a long term thing going with someone and then it was called off and my partner asked me if it was okay and was saying like you sort of like comforting me of that loss. Yes. And that was and I'm like, I had that similar thought of like, wow, like you're not only like you're amazing, like we're amazing together. 
um it, you know like sort of she was like talking to me like you know it's not just like the the sexual connection it's like the loss of friendship that comes from you know like sort of that sort of stuff and it was like yeah you're, you're you know and the the insight that she gave was was beautiful and it sort of really helped in that moment because it's 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 not expected right given the, you know like no matter how much you live this lifestyle there's you're still hanging on to the narratives of society you know <laughs> and it's it's um it's always good to have a pleasant surprise like that. Hey? There's so much compassion, you know, the compassion that mm. your wife has for you because she loves you, you know, like it truly is the like for better, for worse, like no matter what I love you and I will be in this lifetime with you. So just knowing that having that, I feel like the luckiest person in the world. Um, and I'm so happy to hear that you have something like that as well. I just, I wish so many people could have that um uh, it's it's like don't get me wrong like it, it requires work and i don't know what if you found this but compared to past relationships due to the fact that we're we're open in this sense you know i mean it's led to me doing this podcast and a whole bunch of other stuff as well um but but all of this sort of space has has resulted in many 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 conversations um you know like most of them like you know, like, like, like some of them have been quite, you know, emotional or a bit confronting, you know, mm. obviously. Um, but, but talking through the process of talking through and connecting has allowed us to connect deeper because it's like, what do we actually value? What are we actually looking for? What do we actually want from life? Like one, one thing my partner said to, to someone who was considering entering the lifestyle was like, like about the jealousy thing, I want to touch back on the jealousy thing mm -hmm. was like, well, like the questions answered. So, like, let's say, like, I have an interest in someone, like the acupuncturist, right? <laughs> um, I, have a, I have an interest in someone and it's not fulfilled, mm -hmm. you know, because you're blocked, you can't do it, you've been vetoed, you, your relationship is closed, whatever. You now can be thinking about this potentially forever. Right. But, and, and that, can, that, can, that can dwell. Like, but if you, if you explore that relationship, maybe it's just a kiss. You know, maybe, maybe it does go, you know, into sex. Maybe it's something more than sex, right? But like the question is now answered and that, and that sort of answering of questions is itself very important. I, I was out with a mate and this, this lady, I call her the lady in red. <laughs> She's giving me the eyes all night, all night, just like, and like, this was before, like we were sort of me and my partner were sort of talking about opening the relationship. We hadn't done anything, so I didn't okay. have the uh, the nerves to um, <laughs> to approach and use my voice. Um, <laughs> so I let it go. I let it go, and as I was walking out, I sort of looked back, and she looked at me, and I'm like, and I just walked away. I was I was too afraid. I didn't <sighs> say anything. Didn't wasn't open, and I regret it. And like this was just like literally like I might have seen this lady checking me out for like you know over the space of like a, a one meal what seven years ago maybe right and it's the question still in my mind yes <laughs> whereas i've ki i've kissed people i just i don't think of them again because it's like yeah. fuck it the you know, whatever gone you know yeah exactly because it <laughs> came the, in and not it went the lady in red no the lady in red <laughs> lady in red seven years ago uh <laughs> dining in dining in melbourne i didn't have a beard back then if you're listening to this podcast hit me up got some questions to be answered find me find me my find, situation find has changed me. find me find me and if you know some friends that can jump on um <laughs> on the yacht we'll uh, we can fulfill both fans yeah do you know any burly sailors <laughs> <laughs> but yeah answering the question right yeah um so so you said you don't feel you don't feel the jealousy once yeah. again like i want you to speak to that but the devil's advocate question down this path is is 
do you not feel jealousy because you don't care? Right. Like, cause it's like, right. if you surely, you know, like I'm just sort of parroting the, the questions that I've been asked and I know people get asked. So it's like, I'm handing you a softball maybe here. Yeah. But it's like, it's like surely you would feel jealous if you cared. The fact that you don't feel jealousy suggests you don't care because like, you know, if someone takes something, I don't like, you know, if someone steals my tissue box, what do I care? <laughs> it's just a tissue box. Right. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if they steal your car. Well, this would have, well, I don't care about my car. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go, don't go steal in my home gym. <laughs> Leave my weights alone. Um, no, but like, seriously, you know, like how, how do you, how do you address the, how, how have you come to a place where you're not jealous and how would you respond to someone saying this idea of like, well, jealousy is sort of like a function of care. Right. I think that jealousy, um, has been misconstrued to equate to love. Um, which <laughs> good answer, you know, um, <laughs> in, in this world, sorry, this is gonna be a bit of a long winded answer. Um, in this world, we are very dualistic, you know, it's right, wrong, black, white, love, hate. Um, but I would posit to say it's really love versus fear and love is the opposite of fear. And the fear is also the opposite of love and jealousy stems from fear, from fear that, you know, you're, you may lose your partner for fear that your partner may enjoy someone else's company more than yours. Um, you know, fear, I think, is at the base of jealousy. And therefore, I don't have it because I'm not fearful. I really am. My relationship is truly steeped in love. Um, mm. And with that, there, there ultimately is the absence of fear. I would also say, um, you know, I, be <laughs> I believe this word was born in California where I live, which is very appropriate, but the idea of compersion, um, compersion being, I derive pleasure and I feel good. I like physically feel good in my body when I hear about, when I see, or when I know that my partner is feeling good. So when you know, there are a number of different parties and we've got a number of different friends in the lifestyle here. Um, and mostly I know that my partner enjoys those parties more than I do. And we have a child at home. And so oftentimes I get pleasure out of sending him off to these parties. It makes hmm. me feel so good knowing he's going to go. He's going to be his like big, beautiful, awesome self. He's going to hopefully, you know, flirt with this girl over here, maybe make out with this girl over here that lights me up. It truly does. It's because then he comes back home fulfilled. He got to explore. He got to do it on his own as an individual rather than just as a husband and or father. He got to go be all of himself, you know? Um, so it's, you know, the short answer, loves the opposite of fear. Jealousy is based in fear and compersion is something that I practice and just, I innately have very large levels of compersion, um, for my mm. husband and for, you know, for, even for my family members, for friends, it's like when I see someone that I love enjoying themselves, like, yes, I, that makes me feel good. This, this is what I, I think I get, I've, I've got a com compersion kink. Um, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see people exploring their truth, right? Like if you're, if you're into it, like if your whole thing is, is like, you know, the, the, the cliched monogamous, like we're going to be together thing. Fucking great. Like if that's, what's getting you off and you are 
Yes. If you're a vegan and you want to convert the world to veganism, despite the fact that I eat meat, fuck yes, go down that path. Do you know what I mean? Like it actually, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, obviously like there's, there's limits. Yeah. There's, there's like outer edges to that. Yeah. But for the most part, like just like, I just get off on sp- people sort of getting off yeah. for lack of a better expression, not just sexually, but like with life in general, it's like, if you're living your, your fucking best life, let's go. Absolutely. And it's, 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 it's not about getting in the weeds of like sort of converting each other to do certain things or whatever, but it's like, just, just you find your truth and embrace it. If you, Oh, that's there's, there's, yeah. Like you can, can you have compersion for strangers? Does it have to be for just, um, no, I think you can. I mean, I do like, I see someone walking down the beach and they've got, you know, like headphones on and they're, jamming out and doing their thing and i'm like yes yes or i see someone you know doing something that would terrify me like skydiving eight times in a month or i don't know whatever it is and i'm like oh skydiving skydiving once in a lifetime is um more than enough Uh. (laughs) but it's you know even it's that idea of um empathy comes into mind as well it's that idea that as humans you know when when you're watching someone, let's say like on uh, in a movie or like on screen or something, you're watching them eat an ice cream sundae and they're just like, oh, and they are loving it. And you know, it tastes good. And it makes you feel good to see them enjoy that ice cream. Maybe we've just got like, um, like a, a extra, like an extra lobe of like mirror neurons or something in our brains. It's like, no, no, I just want to see you enjoying yourself, buddy. I mean, honestly, I think that very well could be it. Maybe it's biological. Again, we're all wired differently. Um, mm. but I have, I definitely have that. And it is those mirror neurons. I also, you know, consequently, when I see someone, you know, in pain or like, I don't typically watch sad things. Because it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, watch, watch whatever you like. Um, I, <laughs> there's on 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 the idea of like people being themselves, right? People ask me all the time now on on the um on the Instagram or you know various places, like what you know, what sort of person are you into? You know, hoping I'll choose you know their demographic, right? Um, <laughs> right. And it's and and my answer is is that it's like I like someone who's embracing their their sort of themselves in totality like there's there's random people that i'll follow that are like you know that sort of um emo goth sort of like with the makeup and like the the fangs right i'm like fuck yeah you are pulling that off like mm, right yeah and there'll be someone that's like you know the 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 classic sort of thick chick or like you know the the tattooed you know like like whatever your look is if you've like you know and it doesn't have to be like like out there it could just be like you know i saw a girl girl you know a young 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 lady maybe like 22 23 riding a bike and she looked like what you would film if you wanted to film like that sort of like you know farm girl sexy farm girl riding riding a bike down a cornfield like she just had that look on the exact bike i was like i was looking at this i'm like i i wish i had like you know like i wish i could just have the perfect memory here because it's like in that moment like oh you are fulfilling a like it felt like an essence of like a cliche, but in a good way. I can't yeah. quite express what it is, it but if, sounds, you, if you fulfill. It sounds iconic. It's like this, this like image. Yeah. Exactly. If you can, if you're fulfilling that, if you're hitting that, like I, I, I fucking love it, you know? And, and like, you know, I'm, I'm far more down the, the, the straight side of things than, than the bisexual side of things. But like, even guys that are living their like their absolute truth, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you see like someone that's like, you know, that's like a cop or a firefighter and they're like, they're like, that's their like 
essence it's like fuck yeah like it's i respect that like you're doing it or yeah you know like it's it's not it's not even like it is sexual um for, for some <laughs> but it's <laughs> for me it's but no but it's like it's not necessary like you know like like a someone that i'm not sexually attracted to if yeah. that person's living there they're like mm, like yes you know that's 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 what i'm into fuck yeah <laughs> absolutely i share that in common with you so much so much <laughs> Okay, like I want, I want, I want to, um, I want to pull it back to the, uh, the, the um, acupuncture session. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so talk me through. You had the first acupuncture session. You said that you felt like, I mean, you pre-planned, right? You planned for the second session because you had a feeling, right? So, so yeah. So, so like, like I, I had a massage once, and. I was like, you know, the, the massage therapist was like, a, she was like quite handsy, a little bit closer to things that she might not have been. Had I had of a second session, I would have been pre-planning some stuff. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like she she added me on Facebook, on, on Instagram, but then she she deleted me. I think after she discovered that I was in an open relationship, yeah, like wasn't wasn't a quite quite the connection there. Right. But talk me through. Like you, you had the acupuncture session. Right. Um, how did you get the signs? Like what's happening here? So this is going to sound weird. I will preface all of this by saying I'm a little bit psychic. I'm a little bit of a witch. Um, okay. Yep. A good witch. Um, good witch. A good witch. Um, <laughs> only, only do curses that um, help people um, fulfill their dreams and I get mean, off sexually. That's yeah. The... <laughs> I'm a bit of a sex witch, if you will. Sex witch. Um, <laughs> Pe- people have called me the um, the sex wizard now that the beard's growing longer. It's like, I mean, it's like oh, well, you and your online sex wizardry. I'm like, that is the fucking best. It, it, that, it's spot on. I have, full disclosure, I have been called a sex witch um, in the past. Yes. <laughs> But so that's, sorry, just that's the name of the podcast, um, Sex Witch, sex or the Sex Witch. We're calling. We're um, <laughs> that'll be a spinoff. Um, spinoff. So I, I pulled my hamstring. I was at the very end of a yoga session. Um, I teach Pilates and yoga, and I was at the end of this great session, feeling so limber and so flexible, and I was in this beautiful pose, this variation. And I felt, and I'm pretty sure heard, pop. And oh no. it felt like my hamstring popped off of my sits bone. And I immediately knew this is bad. Uh, my husband was out of town. I immediately laid down, called different friends of mine. I have a friend who is an acupuncturist. She was out of town. She referred me to someone that she went, um, or that she used to work with. And I said, okay, great. I texted him. He said, I'm really busy, but I can see you tomorrow. And I said, okay, great. That would be great. Um, So the appointment was scheduled for Friday. I hadn't showered since the yoga session because I couldn't really move. Um, But for some reason, I decided to look to Google him. So instead of just show up blind. So I Googled him and I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. And (laughs) thought to myself, I probably ought to take a shower. So I at least showed up for the session having showered. I had to call friends. They had to drive me there. I couldn't, I could barely walk. Um, So I shuffled in. It was this really deep, intense, dare I say, painful session. He does sports acupuncture. And um, so the needles went real deep right into the belly of the muscle, three inch needles. And then he attaches electric stim onto those and the pulses help the... Um, long story short, I walked out of that session kind of like, oh my God, you healed me. Thank you so much. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
let's schedule a follow-up for next week, Wednesday. And I said, great. So, you know, that was that kind of, but my husband was out of town and I was getting these text messages from, we just have been calling him the doctor, um, over the weekend, you know, like, Hey, how's your, how's your hamstring feeling? And then that kind of turned into how's your peach emoji feeling, um, and I was like, oh, this is getting flirty. Okay. And then... Uh, was, was he flirty in the first session a little bit? Or was no. it just pure business? It was pure business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but then over the course of the next few days, a little bit more texting than, you know, like doctor patient would have, would have uh, called for. So by the time Wednesday rolls around, um, he said, you know, I think we'll probably do needles again and then maybe some manual massage. And I said, okay. And so I went in wearing the cute underwear and, you know, I'm only stripped down from like, I have no pants on. I have my underwear on still and no needles are happening yet. Um, also, by the way, this was during the height of COVID. So we're both masked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the fantasy. <laughs> no, no one's fantasy has a has. This is the thing, fantasy fulfillment. COVID's not happening. Masks know, aren't on. I know, right? I it's wasn't like, picturing masks. The reality of it is, there were masks, <laughs> masks on. But so you know, it's really, truly like you know, if you go down and you feel the bony part of your butt, like that is essentially where this massage needed to happen all around that bony part around, you know, the inside and all of the adductors and around the outside onto the glute. And so he's massaging and he's massaging and he's like getting kind of close, real close to my inner thigh. And he's like, is this okay? And I'm like, yes. And then he says, is this okay? Getting a little closer. And I'm like, yes. Getting breathless in the mask, of course. Um, (laughs) And then he says, you know, to really get in there, I think we need to take your underwear off. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. And it's just getting closer and closer. We're both breathing heavily at this point. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, by the way. And in the morning. <laughs> on- <laughs> uh, and so his hand is sliding closer and closer. It's absolutely cupping my inner thigh at this point and I'm letting out a bit of a (sighs) and so he's going in is this okay yes it's okay next thing I know he slid two fingers inside me and I'm (gasps) and he's moving in and out he's no longer asking if this is okay because I'm like shoving my ass in the air I mean it was so hot and so sexy and so inappropriate and he's he comes around to the table. I'm face down on this massage table. He comes around to the side. His hand is still maneuvering, massaging, oiling up. But his he's standing right by where my masked face is. And I reach out and I can feel he is so hard. His cock is so hard through his pants. And so I start stroking him on the outside of his pants. He lets out a little moan. I let out a bigger moan. He tells me to, shh, there are clients outside. You have got to be quiet. This is a clinic. And I'm like, oh my God, right? And so 
I then take my other hand. I'm kind of lifted up. He's still inside me. I unzip his pants. I take his cock out. I pull my mask down and I shove his cock in my mouth, mostly to quiet myself up, but also because it was so hot that I had to have him in my mouth in that moment. We carried on like this for, I don't know, a number of minutes. He's shushing me. I'm gagging on his cock. His fingers are inside me. He is like getting me closer and closer. I'm climbing toward orgasm. I finally have a beautiful rippling orgasm shooting through my body as his cock is in my mouth. He feels me tighten around his fingers. He unloads down my throat. And we're then just both kind of like, okay, that just happened. (laughs) The session itself is definitely like 30, 45 minutes longer than it's supposed to be. Somebody else is going to need this clinic room at any minute. I pull my mask back up. He zips his pants up. We basically end the session in masks yet again. I gather my clothes together and he's like, he says, well, obviously I'm not going to charge you for this. (laughs) (laughs) And I gather myself together and uh, walk out, get in the car. I feel like I'm in a dream. Like, did this really just happen? Like the dopamine is flushing my body, like the oxytocin, like I'm feeling so good. And I have to drive directly to school, pick up my daughter from school and take her to her Girl Scout meeting. (laughs) I am on cloud nine and no one is the wiser. Um, I end up coming home that night after my daughter went to sleep and called my husband and was like, I saw the acupuncturist again and you'll never believe what happened. I tell him the whole story and he's like, that's so hot. That's amazing. (laughs) And that was the beginning of the re the, the Renaissance of my, uh, of my inner slut. She is back. She is so happy. I'm so happy. She's back. I thought she was gone forever and she's um, blossomed into you know, this uh, erotica writer and sexy podcaster and audio porn voice actress. So it's been a delight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I need to take a little breath after that story. (laughs) 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 I know, me too. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, okay. So I'm I'm always one for practice, like for the like the how to practical <laughs> sort of um behind the scenes sort of situation. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, <laughs> what's the follow up after that? Because like, because like, so so, my, my my partner used to do my therapy like massage, right? And she was yeah. when she was training, she was telling me like you know all of the different like uh, ethics and that sort of stuff. And obviously, it shouldn't be you know, you know, like sometimes you have to massage sensitive areas and there's you know drapings and procedures and all that sort of stuff did you ever speak to him or ask him like what what gave him the 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 bravery the balls the 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 like how did he know to to risk it because like do do you know what i mean here like it's it's it's, you know like that that story could end very differently had um you not have been open and receptive and like fuck yeah to that right absolutely Um, (laughs) that could i mean it could have been it could be a career ender you know i mean that's uh 100 yeah so 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 how how have you had did you did you get that information from him like how because just you know you know i never went back and asked him it was or maybe maybe he did or he said i he he may have mentioned something about like wow that was really hot you know but how how did we know or i think he just said 
there's just an aura of sex about you, Quinn. And I just, I knew it was, it was on. He said, I even knew before you came in on Wednesday, like just the text exchange, I could tell that this was going to be something. I was like, really? Mm. Uh, and he, and he's right. You know, he's, he's just able to read me really well. It kind of goes back to that thing. Like when you have something in common with someone, it's almost instantaneous. Like, oh my gosh, yes, you get it. You get me. Like it was just, it was there. Um, and, and I mean, you, you were feeling it too, given the text messages and the, the choice of panties and, and that sort of stuff. So it's not, absolutely. it wasn't, it wasn't that, um, he was, he was, he was, you know, you're both, you're both obviously reading something, right? Yes. We, we were both <laughs> on board 100%. Ooh, fun, fun. <laughs> um, so did you, did you hook up with him again or like how, how's. We started seeing each other. Um, I mean, not like seriously, uh, but we spent probably, let's see, that was November and we were kind of on. You know, I ended up actually like we ended up falling for each other quite a bit. And I think we then slowed things back down in March. So, yeah, from November to March, we had, I mean, a full on relationship going. Um, I used to make him lunch and take it to the clinic and like, you know, meet him for life. It was that, like <laughs> my husband would come downstairs and be like, oh, wow, why are you making spaghetti bolognese in the middle of the day? And I was like, oh, I'm bringing it to the doctor for lunch. <laughs> So it was just, it was a whole relationship for a number of months. It was really fun and beautiful. Did you ever get another uh, acupuncture session? Um, you know, it's funny. I did just a couple of weeks ago because I uh, did something to my SI joint. So I had another, <laughs> another injury and I called him and said, you know, just the acupuncture, please. No massage. I actually need to be fixed, yeah. not fucked this time. Just <laughs> fix me first. Exactly. Like, I really, I truly need your uh, professional expertise, please. <laughs> and it was fun. We made it through that session. Absolutely. Uh, everything above board. It was nice to, to catch up with him as well. See, see, the, the problem was is that you weren't wearing the sexy masks that time. You know, if you had have had the erotic masks on. It's true. We didn't, uh, we didn't have that air of, uh, of mystery, mystery <laughs> and taboo, I suppose. Like, well, you have your mask on. There's a, a you gotta, pandemic. You rip the panties aside, rip the mask down. Like, it's not, it's not as sexy if your mouth is just there, right? It's just there. I have to watch it while there. you speak. Like, no. No uh, mystery. No. I'll tell you what, like when the masks came off, I felt like I felt naked. And I'm like, it's so quick to see how much just my perceptions of things change of like, you know, you go your whole life without wearing a mask, you wear a mask for a couple of years or whatever, you know, however long it is. And then it's like, oh, I feel odd now. And it's, it's, it was very surprising to me that difference, you know? Yeah, it is. It was, Oof. it was a very strange feeling of, is this okay? I don't know. Should I be breathing this air this way? It's not filtered <laughs> through my mask. <laughs> uh. I like that you put the mask back on just afterwards. It's like you've, you've had his cock in, in, in your mouth. You're doing all of the fun yep. stuff. And it's like, no, no, just watch it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> bring it back up. Bring it back up. Safety first. It in in um in in the little little uh little pre questions you mentioned that you um enjoy uh, exhibitionism exhibition play yeah um something down that path now I can I can relate to that a little bit as well I, I put myself out there not not necessarily like visually like you know like performing sexually for other people 
in practice, but I'm putting my, my words out there, my voice out there, right. these conversations out there. So part of me sort of does like the fact that people are like listening and, you know, oh, yeah. listening to that story and all this sort of stuff. And they're thinking about it and you're like, mm, part of me get you know, a little, you know, if we're talking about a spectrum, I'm not on the zero end of the spectrum, a little, little touch up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Just a little, little, not, not nothing, but not, not, you know, not everything. Yeah. Um, do, do, um, do share your, uh, your experiences of, um, or your joy of exhibitionism? I think it stemmed from, oh, as I was about to launch into a story, my brain was like, no, it began when you were a little girl. Like, I, (laughs) that sounds weird. Let me explain slightly. But I have always enjoyed being the center of attention. I have, as a child, was a performer. Um, I love to be on stage. I love to have people's eyes on me. I very much enjoy an audience of any kind. Um, and then as, um, after I met my husband and we were attending, you know, more and more lifestyle, like open fun sex parties, um, he and I realized that one thing, cause we, you know, we were constantly trying to find our common ground so that he and I could connect and feel connected at these parties rather than feel separated. Like you go over there with that person and I'll sit over here and be mad because you're not paying attention to me, you know, that happened, Mm. but we worked through it and found, you know, discovered these things that we liked to do together. And one of those was, um, I really liked for him to pleasure me in front of a group we realized. And he loves going down on me. He is a big fan of cunnilingus. And we just sort of realized, oh, this is something that we both very much enjoy. I like being surrounded by people watching me receive amazing pleasure. Um, And then that kind of grew more and more. And I just sort of became um, a little larger in like on this stage, if you will, of um, attending these parties and, you know, enjoying being flogged in front of people, enjoying, you know, having people's hands on me and in me and having other people watching that. Something about being desired really turns me on. And I feel so embodied sexually um, that I've lost a lot of the sort of self-consciousness about, well, I don't know, I could lose a few pounds here or my, you know, there's cellulite in my thighs. I don't care. I just love the sexiness of um, these set and settings. And uh, I just like to turn people on (laughs) a lot. It turns me on to turn people on. (laughs) Hell yeah. I, okay. So (laughs) Obviously, that's relating back into the the online presence and yeah. the porn speaking and all of that sort of stuff. I like I like um, finding finding work that doesn't feel like work. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like finding because like that's the goal, right? Yes, absolutely. That's the you know I I realized you know I have a really strong work ethic, but if I don't feel like it's my soul's calling it's never, I'm never going to actually do the work. I won't put the energy towards something that doesn't feel like this is what I was made to do. And I currently feel like this is what I was made to do. And I also believe that I can contribute to the world in some way, shape or form. If it's just 
educating people about the idea of non-monogamy or just getting people to think about situations in maybe a more sensual way or just thinking about themselves in a more sensual way. Um, I love it. So it feels very much like my soul calling and the fact that I get to just be sexy and desired and that's just a bonus. <laughs> I'm I'm well on board. This this idea of like finding a soul calling. Um I it it's it's hard for me because I, I've got all of these different avenues of exploration and each one feels just as important as the other ones. Yeah. Um and I know that if I committed to one thing, that one thing would you know, I'd be able to grow it. But it's like it's not about the the growth per se like this this space the kinky conversation space and the instagram space is like it's taking off in a way that i didn't have never seen before with stuff i've done that's great but it's it's really cool yeah um but like i would never have gone into this space had i not have had the o- openness to be like okay well i'm going to try this i'm going to try that i'm going to try this i'm going to try that and just following the passions down this sort of rabbit hole of whatever works and like I recently released a poem and I'm not sure it's, I say it's a poem, but it's like a book. It's a seven, six and a half, 7,000 word poem. Oh, wow. Um, called can't quite express just me expressing the, the, you know, past, past issues, past trauma, neglect, all of these thoughts that are on my mind. Right now it felt like I had to do that. And it's like people that have lived a similar past will relate, connect, yada, yada. The reason I'm saying all of this though, is, is that from a commercially viable perspective, Right. It's it's super niche. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 it's, it's like I can't be like you know like. But if you like, there there is a niche to it. Like people that like my poetry, people that want to learn how to write poetry from me might express it. But it's it's a, it's such a small niche compared to something like this, right? Right. But I felt like I had to do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like so it's sort of like I'm I'm making a lucid dreaming course for Insight Timer. It's completely different to this. You know, what I'm, wow, I, I that's mean, different. I mean, a whole variety. It's cool. I mean, a whole variety of different spaces. Like, it's like guided meditations. Like, I've got a mm-hmm. you know a bunch of meditation courses, a bunch of like guided stuff. It's a completely different space to this, right? And it's sort of like I'm trying to like it's just feeling what I'm doing at the time, but it's it has to be a following of passion because it's like I feel like I could do more of the one thing and make more money, but it would feel like work. And I'm already doing a job, you know, and I like that job. So it's like I wouldn't want to replace that job with another job. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh. Well, especially when. <sighs> I think this is the crux of being an artist. Um, you know, I was a... It's the curse of being an artist, right? <laughs> like It it's is. A, it's a because blessing and a curse. It's your art, and then you have to monetize it and sell it in order to live in this world that, that requires money, right? So it's 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 the reality of like art can never be pure. I've 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 talked about that before. It's like some some aspect of it because if you if you don't want to try and sell it, like there's this sort of transience, you could create it and just let it dissipate into the wind. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. right? But that that by definition, like we've got limited time and limited resources. Like the world and life is finite. Yeah. So if if I was to create art down that path, it's gone, and I can only do a limited amount of it. But if I can monetize it then it means I can actually make more of it exactly. and help more people. Right. So it's like, it's, but, it, but that feels a bit dirty as well, but it's like, look at, look at, look at everything that you spend your day doing. Like there's a, there's a wall of books behind me. Right? right. I'm glad that the authors are getting money for that. They should. And cause then they make more of it, yeah. you know, like, and then, then I get more benefits. So yes. oh. it is, it's, it's sort of, um, it's, it's finding the sweet spot, you know? Um, and you I know think- when you're being a hack as well, right? 
<laughs> you, you know, yeah. you know when you're like, you're like, I'm doing this just for money. Fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, which also, like, yeah, you, you've got to, you, you can do. do that as well. Um, yep. But you know, organically growing something feels like the path that I have no choice but to follow. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm doing it for me. And then I have faith that the monetization will come, uh, in some way, shape or form. And well, if you're enjoying the process and people are liking it, right. Right. All you really need to do at the moment, this is my approach still is just encourage people like, Hey, share it with someone. Yeah. You know, if, if one person sees it and they share it with one plus point, you know, more than one person. Right. It's it's exponential, and then like you know, uh, I, like like who knows where things are going to end up. But if you're enjoying it, it means you're going to keep going with it. Exactly. And if people are enjoying it, it means there's more more people that will enjoy it, and you've just got to work out a way to get the eyes on. Yeah. And 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 that way you'll win. You know, if you're if you're like getting off on people getting off on you, <laughs> like how much how, how much how how motivated are you to read read or tell or speak something sexy you exactly. know what i mean like that like like you, there's no end to that so like for me with like posting memes and stuff like i i enjoy that people like my approach to 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 that it's such a silly little thing it's like i love your account it's like i'm literally i'm not making the memes i'm literally reposting it i'm just right. adding my little personality down the bottom yeah but that is what people are getting off on and right. i'm like yeah if I, oh I, I feel touched you know absolutely <laughs> so like, i'm gonna keep going yeah well <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing you know i mean i i would be doing this and i started doing this for me exactly and I yes. would, and then I just wanted to put it out there because I, I am an artist. I am a creator. I have vision, you know, like I, 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 I know the aesthetic of how I want to look or how I want to be portrayed. And I know, you know, sort of the quote unquote brand that I want myself to have of this like elegant smut, you know, like it's, elegant smut. <laughs> and, well, um, the Victorians, like Victorian era slut. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just the elegant. It's just elegant smut. Don't worry. You can read it. Elegant smut. You can send it to your daughter if she's over 18. It's fine. Um, but it's, oh, that's good. I love it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, the fact that other people are enjoying it as well, just it fuels itself. You know, it's amazing. So, so specifically, you, you, you're saying you've, you've got a website. You've got a podcast. Yes. What else? What else have you got up and going? Because you said you're a bit of a Jill of all trades here. What? What else? Are you? What else? You're you're writing erotica as well. So I'm writing and recording on the podcast. Um, yep. I sadly have been permanently suspended from Twitter because they <laughs> uh, they flagged my profile picture, which, by the way, is my profile picture across all social media. It is my rear end in a thong but uh it's a very hang on, just as a side <laughs> note i'm a fan of that picture Thank um you. that doesn't seem like something like there's like legit porn like hardcore porn on twitter like I why know. are they flagging your butt i That's, have no it's not idea even like, it's weird like if any <sighs> if anyone has any twitter connections out there i i was there was no warning given it was just one day you're permanently suspended i've appealed three times and it's i have no idea what to do so anyways huh. i'm not posting there for the time <laughs> being <laughs> but there's um i have this idea of taking taking quinspiration 
live and creating a live experience. Um, yes. Thinking along the lines of uh, like, you know, you people hire dancers or like, you know, maybe sensual massage therapists for a bachelor party sort of idea. I'm thinking of taking that to a Quinspiration live experience. Maybe a few couples mm. are there. Maybe I narrate. Maybe there's acting out. Um, kind of just integrating my love of actual people. Like I truly love people and love connecting with people on like in the physical as well as, um, you know, the technological side. So um, I'm cultivating some ideas for how to do some live experiences locally. Um, and also using my voice for other recording purposes, you know, that are a lot less erotic or not erotic at all. Um, mm. Insight Timers, actually, someone was like, you should really just go and lead guided meditations. And, 100%. Um, so there is that. I actually just before we hopped on this uh, call was putting the finishing touches on my home recording studio. Um, so we're I'm soundproofing and finishing up with that, and I'm going to be ready to really put myself out there for, for more voice acting opportunities. And have you gone down like the book publishing route or like poetry publishing sort of situation? I haven't, but it's funny you mentioned that. Um, just yesterday or the day before, someone was asking me, like, have you thought about publishing these, publishing your stories? And I thought, not necessarily. Um, but I do have, uh, an, there's a book, there's a novel in my mind that I will write at some point. And I sort of consider these short stories that I'm currently writing as practice. Um, so I'm kind of getting my writing chops up to speed before, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before I dive into that novel, which will be very much not loosely based on my, um, on my life in my twenties, uh, which was adventures with an acupuncturist. <laughs> I can see the title already. <laughs> That'll be the sequel. <laughs> ah, um, hit me up when you, when you release and start doing this stuff so I can help help promote it um because I'm, I'm like i said it's the uh compersion of people following their their dreams that gets me off so I love um it. i can definitely see see the potential there because yeah like the 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 switched on mind the openness the willingness to express and play and explore um combined with the uh all too erotic uh display pictures is um <laughs> gonna be a win i think <laughs> thank um, you it's no, no, seriously. Um, and if you decide to go down the self-publishing route, like, like that's, that's an option. That's, that's the way I publish. Um, just cause you can sort of get it out there quite quick. I, I like the, the speed of it okay. and the sort of freedom. Like I, like I said, I, I, I published a book of this, this poem that I just wrote just for me. If people right. want to buy it, I'll, you know, hit me up. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. Yes. Um, I love it. I want to read um, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link, but yeah, it's, I like that approach. I'm, um, you know, you, you talked before about going into this sort of what sort of comes naturally, and I'm I'm all down that path. I I, I used to be a high school teacher, um, and uh, sort of a like a personal trainer, like a martial arts coach. Like I've always been in this sort of teaching role, and then I sort of stepped out of that a bit, um, doing just my normal work now. And now I'm you know the, in this online space and sort of getting into online teaching and online um, you know through Insight Timer and Skillshare and all this other stuff. That's awesome. And now I'm sort of ste stepping into this um, sort of coaching and mentoring space and, you know, talking about things coming naturally. I've just started posting sort of talking about saying I've got some slots and stuff available just to see if people are interested and people are just starting to respond back. It's like, I've not got like group things up, like the typical things that people are doing down the, the coaching and mentoring route. Mm. 
and yet there's still an interest. So I'm like, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's a way to start connecting and growing. And it's interesting because I'm in a few different spaces, like the kinky space, like the sort of my other accounts of like sort of mental health poetry writing space. People are coming to me from a different perspective, but it's like, hey, like it's all it's all connected. Like I'm all about this sort of like going like you know starts surviving, going to thriving, and if that means we're talking about, you know getting a book up and running because that's your art or if it means working out the best way to open your relationship or if it means you've got like you know crippling self-doubt there's a way that we can sort of talk and coach and go through this right you know because it's it all feels connected and it all feels almost like art as well it's like life is art almost well and it's i mean it's all authentically you and so that's the goal right i mean i when we are our authentic selves i feel like we truly can't lose I mean, if, if, Mm. if I, I'll speak for myself only, if I'm living in my truth and living as my, as authentically true to who I am deep down as I can be, then the universe is co-conspiring with me to continue to provide the path, you know, the footpath that I am inevitably headed down. Yes. I like this co-conspiring thing because it's not like... People think that goal setting is like, I'm going to get this goal. Boom. Right. And for some people that works, but I feel like it's not true for the majority and it misleads people Mm -hmm. because like, I don't, I didn't know that I was going to start this podcast, but I sort of knew that sort of there was this distant mountain or this direction. Like, it's like, I want to go somewhere that way. And then on the way, I started seeing landmarks that I thought like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to visit the the Kinky Conversations podcast right. landmark? Wouldn't it be cool to visit this book? Do, do you sort of see what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. like, it's like I'm, I found a path that I want to travel down and it's like co-conspiring because it's like as I'm walking, I'm creating the path, yeah. I'm getting the stamina of walking the path and I'm seeing the sites and those sites inform me of other potential sites that are down these deviations. And it's not about getting to this, this distant place over here now quickly as possible. It's right. about weaving the journey yeah co-creating it's 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 this weird sort of like i don't feel in control of where i'm going but i sort of half feel in control it's like this inspiration this this guiding sort of flow it's so it's it's the way the the, the artist the way it is the way of the artist and and oh it's like it's a mess isn't it (laughs) it is but it's a fun mess (laughs) you've got you've got to have that like um like sort of vulnerability to the higher self to 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 the muse to god to to like your creativity to whatever you to to checking into the the whatever that is and you've got to sort of just like be like hey like you know yes i accept this is what i'm doing i i will follow what you say you know i will i will i'll check into that truth i will the visual the visual that i get is um i'm walking i am in motion I will continue to be in motion because I'm alive and I'm moving. I'm perpetually moving. And the stepping stones just continue to appear and I continue to move forward. Um, you know, it's not a blind faith that I have, it, but I trust that the stone will be there when I need to step and take another step. And yes. that's just, they keep showing up and they are taking me down these paths that I, if you told me a year ago, oh yeah, you're going to have a sexy podcast and um, you, you, I, there's no way. Like you're going to be writing erotica and have a sexy podcast. What? No, I'm not. So here I am. It's beautiful. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast? 
The podcast is Quinspiration with three N's. Quinspiration. Quinspiration. Yeah. And and you say it's a sexy podcast. Are you? Is it just you sort of sharing? Like, it sounds like you're writing and sharing stories. It is. It's essentially um, the episodes, quote unquote, uh, read like uh, a letter to a lover. Um, so that you should definitely you should definitely collate this and put this into a into a collection of books. I I I see I see it now actually. I see like the visual of it. Um Yeah. It is. I mean it's it m- most of them are You've already done you've already done 3 quarters of the work. Like I know. just just get it up and out there. <laughs> I know, I just have to put okay. it together. I'm I'm attempting to hand you a stepping stone right now. <laughs> you definitely are and I am trusting it and I'm I'm feeling and- that. When, once again, when when you do, um, the previous guest on the podcast, she's writing a um, a poem to, or she's written a poem about all of her lovers, and she's calling it an anthology of a slut. Oh, I um, love so that. She, when she's collates that, I'm going to put that out. It's fucking awesome. I'm like, I can't wait to like grab it and read a copy. Um, but same thing, like put it together, yeah. um, in a, in its own format, right? And like you know, and then this is this is the sort of approach I do with my poems. I'm constantly writing them, and when when it, when enough comes, it suits a book. I'll just put it together. Here's 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 a collection, you know, and right. you can just sort of like. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm just hijacking your um creativity uh, no, here. No, just <laughs> as you're saying it, I'm seeing it very clearly yeah. in my mind's eye, which this, is yeah. Um, and as the, as the side hustle sell, this is the sort of stuff that I can coach you on. If anyone's interested, just hit me. Up. <laughs> you're no, but, so good. but seriously, sometimes. <laughs> but like, yeah. And if you want to join the Patreon to support, no, um, <laughs> I'm I'm. I'm 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 very not good at uh, selling. Like one of the things my partner and I are like, she's helping me through is it's like put your put your truth out there. Like you've got so much stuff. Like learn how to fucking sell. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's like, but I'm awkward. You know. <laughs> but um, in all in all seriousness, like like just the process of talking and creating it, like it feels it feels energetic. It feels sexual. It feels you know like. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just this, the sort of the working back and forwards on this sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's amazing, right? It is. And like, it's my life. Oh. It's like my life's calling. And my, like I said, you know, it's, it, I can't imagine not doing this or having this. How, how good is that? Yeah. I fucking love it. So, okay. So we're, we're coming up on time. So I want to give you some time to um, tie up any loose ends. Sure. Um, of course. Any pull out any acupuncture pins that are still left in. <laughs> that shit's terrible. I'm, I'm sorry, right? Like, I get it's an acupuncturist. If it was like a sports, you know, deep tissue sports massagist. Right. Now I'm in on the fantasy, but, like, you can go fuck off with your electro pin needle yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's That's, intense. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for <laughs> what, everyone. What's it? I've I've had it done to me, um, in my face, like here oh. and here. It wasn't an erogenous zone. Um, I'm not sure if I could have handled an erogenous zone of the electroneedling. Um, just I'm not sure if I can glute, handle electroneedling. Like the big glute muscle just twitch, oh. twitch, twitch. Yeah. No, no, I've 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 had it done to me. It's um, yeah. it's a lot. Like the the uh the what is it? A tens machine they attach to it. Yes. Yes. No. 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 You're good. See. See. This is the thing. Like your fantasy sounds like my horror film. Just saying. <laughs> Change it to a uh, uh, um, a deep tissue sports massage, um, and we're we're golden. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, is is there? I, forgot, I, was, I was leading to something, but then I got distracted down that path. Um, wrapping is there up. Anything that you were tying wrapping up? up? We were wrapping up. Tie. Ooh, tying up. <laughs> There's a lot that we um haven't talked about. I know. So perhaps um. Maybe if you do get the book out, I can have you back on to promote the book. You could read a short story from it. That That's is good. a great a motivation little, uh, for me. Little, little, little mo- look, 
like I said, I, I, I release these podcasts every two weeks. So there's quite a backlog of from recording time to when it will be released to the public. It comes yeah. out early to the patrons. Support me on Patreon. Um, <laughs> you need a little but, um, I do, I do. Like a ding. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but um, the reason I'm saying this is, is you've got a decent amount of time to get this done, right? And then, and then they'll be spaced out nice and neatly, you know. So mm. you just, you know, the, the options there. Come back on. We can we can talk it out. We can read it out. I we can like have them. a little bit of erotica reading. I like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there is there um, something you'd like to tie up down any of the past? We talked about ethical non monogamy, about like that sort of like the relationship connections, the the vulnerability and the the intimacy beyond sex. Mm-hmm. Talking about um, the acupuncture experience, um, and then just talk about creativity in general. Any 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 uh, loose ends that we need to sort of look back upon? Not loose. Any messages you want to leave the audience with? The, no loose ends. Feeling feeling very good about everything that we've discussed and i love this conversation so much i feel a real kindred connection with you which is just it's it's good to wonderful. find people that are doing the artistic connection in a similar way I, and 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 the i suppose the ethical non no, no, i mean yes. just that sort of it makes sense it makes sense that it's like the similar flow like you find you find people and you know it, it happens and the more the more you put yourself out there the more people you find that are down a similar path, right? It's, it's glorious. It is glorious. (laughs) Uh, the only thing I will leave with is again, just coming back to, um, you know, love being the answer. I know it's cliche, but it's just so true. Um, and remembering that, you know, the opposite of love is not hate. It's actually fear and trying to, um, yeah, I, I want to, I wanted to like, just put, I remember now I wanted to push back on that a touch. Sure. Love is not the, um, what do you say? Like fear is the opposite of love. Right. What about apathy? Cause like, I still feel like, let's say you've got feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like love and hate. Right. I don't feel like they're, they're on like, like, I don't know. It's like a, a multi, like multi-dimensional coin, right? Love and hate are not on the opposite sides. It's like they're on the, the opposite sides of the same side of the coin, right? Like, right. isn't the opposite of like a strong feeling, like an apathetic feeling? Cause I do agree with you. That's like love and fear as, right. as opposites. Right. Yeah. But like, like what if you like, you know, no, no feeling. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. But then it's kind of like, is no feeling a feeling? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like if you if you if you have fear if you have fear for for someone like there's a level of like concern in some capacity right like if your fear of if if if, if you're fearful of someone leaving and losing like you still value that thing in some in some way it might not be like the like it's it's sort of like it does feel opposite to love in the sense of like no i love you so i'll i'll let you be free and explore and grow right versus i'm fearful so i want to hold you back so you can't leave me right um and they do feel opposites but like if i'm fearful of you leaving and that leads down to this abusive relationship we've now like I'm still connected to you. Whereas if I truly didn't care and I just cut and walk the other way because I have no feelings, right. it's like a different sort of opposite. Yeah. Do you, do you see what yeah, I'm going for there? Absolutely. I mean, and then that's a, um, uh, what's the word? Narcissist, right? Narcissists are apathetic. Well, yeah. Potentially. Maybe. It's, it's like the, um, it's like, it's like when people are, it's like happiness versus depression. It's like, like, I don't know. There's something. There's something here to be explored. It's it maybe yeah. a little bit more philosophical than the, uh, yeah, <laughs> than, than the. Uh, what did you say? The um, the what was the smut? The um, elegant, elegant smut. Elegant. It's yes. It's, it's a little bit more uh, philosophy than elegant smut. There's there's to. ethical slut and elegant smut, and I'm like right there's, in the middle. There's a book. 
there's a book title right there. <laughs> On that, what was it? Say, say it again. Ethical Slut the, and Elegant Smut. Elegant Smut by the Ethical Slut. There we go. There we go. Okay, I'm, I'm calling this podcast that. I'm changing the name. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to use it for the book as well. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um. Thank you so much for jumping on board. I am very much looking forward to uh, to reading this book, um, the, the stepping stone of the book, should you desire to take it. Oh, do I, do what happening. you like. I understand. The stone oh, is okay. there. I, I'm moving think, forward. Look, Thank you. Yeah. Think about it. Okay. I know that I'm very impressionable. If someone says to do something, it takes me a little while to step out of it and go like, hang on, do I actually want to do this? So like, you're the second, take a breath. You're the second person in as many days who has uh, inquired. And that to me is Ooh. enough. Plus, you know, here I am saying like, no, I'm a writer, I'm, and I'm the more I say it, the more I am it. So, do, do, just just on that topic, right? You're saying that you're getting your writing chops to write the big novel, right? right? Like, I've got a couple of novels that I'm chipping away at and working on. Yeah, yeah? and I know that if I was to com- to commit my whole self to them, like, well, I couldn't because of everything we've discussed here. Yeah. But I wouldn't have the time to do it, and I wouldn't have the money to be able to support that habit. Right. So. So it's like I'm practicing writing short stories, poetry, and other stuff to develop my skills whilst the ideas of this, these, these, you know, big fantasy or epic novels, or, you know, one of them's like sort of a, an erotic sort of situation that I've got going on. I'm holding it, holding it close to the chest, Ooh, but it's coming. Yeah. Ah, it's coming. Um, <laughs> but you can still write, you can still write and put yourself out there as, as a way to, you know, practice that whole process. So like, please do. Yeah. I, I can't stop. There's no stopping me now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop me now. Well, thank you so much for jumping on board. Um, and please hit, hit me up when you do get stuff going and I'll promote and put it out there. Mm-hmm. I'll put links in the show notes to your social, to your website. Um, and through the website, they'll be able to find the podcast. Yep, absolutely. Quinspiration. Quinspiration. Triple N. Triple N. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been a delight. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I just want to give a super special thanks to Quinn for jumping onto the podcast. I had an amazing time and I'm still thinking about the adventures with the acupuncturist. It's funny. Certain things happen in my life or when I hear stories like Quinn's that sort of validate that spontaneous fun sexy connections can occur you know this is the stuff of erotica and it sort of goes to show just how amazing life can be at times i also want to encourage you to check out quinn's podcast i've listened to a couple of episodes and let me tell you they are steaming hot and delightful and delicious she talks in a first person account so it's like she's there telling you what's happening as it's happening very sexy. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check that out, as well as follow her on Instagram. If you'd like to support the podcast, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You could grab a copy of the book, Kink, Volume 1. It's a collection of BDSM and kinky-inspired short fiction and poetry. The ebook's a couple of bucks, and I narrate the audiobook. You could also support the Kinky Conversations podcast by becoming a Patreon. Patreons on the $5 tier get early access to all of the podcasts the moment they're edited. I release a Kinky Conversations podcast episode every two weeks, but I've got a lot in the bank just waiting for you to sign up and listen. Patreon members also get exclusive access to the Sultry Soundbites, 
the exclusive Kinky Community Discord channel, behind the scenes outtakes and recordings, as well as have a chance to interview me on the podcast. If you'd like all these benefits and more, and if you like what I'm doing here and think it's worth your support, please sign up to the Patreon. It makes a massive difference. And finally, you could also give this podcast a rate and review. It really does help. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or a sponsor, shoot me an email or hit me up on social media and we'll make it happen. I'll now leave you with another piece from the book, Kink, Volume 1. Have a great day. Husband Swap. Do you think they would go for it? I mean, I know men talk the talk, but underneath all that bravado, they really are just scared little boys playing adult, said Alyssa, twirling her keys in her fingers. Siri smiled at her from across the booth and took a sip of her gin and tonic. We just have to make sure it was their idea, make them to be the ones to bring it up, and when they do, we just push back a little, play jealous and fret over how they will convince us to do it. Siri batted her eyelids mockingly and continued. Then, when we acquiesce and agree, they will think us the good little wifeys for satisfying their every desire. And since they are the ones convincing us, well, it wouldn't be a stretch to think that a new handbag or three would be out of the question, would you? You are delightfully devilish, my dear. I love it, said Alyssa, taking a swig of her beer. So how do you propose we go about it? There are some great movies that broach the topic. You could watch them together, starting with fiction and then moving on to documentaries. Suri took a sip and continued. Then I will, accidentally, leave some very specific how-to books at your house, and then you can accidentally do the same at mine. If Carlos or Hunter asks about them, we simply shrug and blame each other, citing curiosity over the diverse range of human condition as our motives. Plant the seeds and let them grow, Alyssa replied. Exactly. Start casually asking him about what he finds attractive in other women. Watch some porn together. Get him talking about his fantasies and share some of your own. You've really thought this through, haven't you? said Alyssa, raising an inquiring eyebrow. Look, when you've been married as long as Hunter and I have been, you start craving a little bit more. Something different. It's not like we don't have fun, or that we don't love each other. It's just, well, you know, said Suri trailing off, that one person cannot possibly satisfy every desire, that over time, passion fades to friendship, that a wedding ring doesn't end your unconscious attraction to other men, said Alyssa nodding. Although Carlos and I haven't been together as long as you two, those feelings are growing. Besides, I know he feels the same way. I see him checking out the butts of the little senoritas when he walks by. Besides, I know he feels the same way. I see him checking out the butts of little senoritas when he thinks I'm not looking. He'll deny it, of course, but why should he? He's only human after all. I'd be worried if he wasn't, Alyssa chuckled. (laughs) Ugh, I think I would vomit if he were to be all like, your butt is the only butt for me or other such nonsense. For the record, you do have a cute butt. If I swung that way, you know I'd totally do you, said Suri winking. <laughs>
She sighed, finished her drink, and signaled the barkeep for another. <sighs> See, this is why I knew you'd be perfect for this. You get it. Do you know how many times I've wanted to bring this up, but didn't out of fear of being laughed out of the building? Or having a friend rip your head off out of jealousy? Exactly, Suri scoffed. Society led us to believe that the end goal for all of us is marriage. Sure, women are liberated. Now we are allowed to own a sex toy or two and sleep around a little before we settle down. But settle down we must. Then what are we supposed to do? Where is the manual that teaches us how to make sex with the same person interesting 10 years later? Two toys? Alyssa gave her friend a pointed look. I've seen your collection, my dear. I fear you may have more dildos than I have handbags. That's not to mention all the little implements, equipment, and other fun things. <laughs> You're one to talk. Besides, this is exactly why we need to act now. There are only so many ways for Hunter to tie me up. Or me to tie him up, for that matter. Hunter loves it when the toys come out, and he is getting very proficient at multitasking with them. But still, it's all just window dressing. Underneath it all lies the same two people. Alyssa raised her eyebrows questioningly. Now, now, don't talk him down too much. If this works, my dear, I will be the one he is tying up soon enough. I know you've experienced most of what Hunter has to offer, but I haven't. Alyssa bit her bottom lip and continued. Not yet, at least. Now his butt, on the other hand, that is a work of art. Siri laughed as she pushed her friend jokingly on the shoulder. And you call me devilish, you hussy. You're right, though. It's good that the boys have been working out so much together. I'm guessing that Carlos's stamina is about the same as Hunter's? If this works, we'll find out soon enough, I suppose, said Alyssa. Then she paused, took a long sip of her beer, and added, Okay, so, let's say we get them so interested that they are pushing us for a swap. How do we actually get them to pull the trigger? It's one thing to talk about it in private, but quite another thing to actually do it. My thoughts exactly. I don't think any of us are all that jealous. If we are, this is doomed anyway, said Suri. But still, if I was to play with Carlos before you play with Hunter, or vice versa, there may be some residual issues. Agreed? Agreed, said Alyssa. I think the best bet would be to do it simultaneously. You still have that outdoor spa, right? Good. We could come to yours for a date night, perhaps bringing some extra gin and a joint or two. Then, if neither of the boys makes a move, we do it. How? Maybe you should feign drunkenness and simply let slip your mutual desires, and then I'll just confirm it on our end. Just blurt it all out? Suri nodded slightly, thought for a moment, and added, Then you push Carlos close to me, and I'll kiss him. Then, out of the principle of fairness, I'll insist that you get to kiss Hunter. That seems to take contrived, don't you think? said Alyssa, sighing. Perhaps. But do you really think that the boys, after months of priming, as well as being drunk and stoned, will be in any place to object? They'll probably be scheming of ways to get that exact scenario to happen anyway. But knowing them, they'll keep it all to themselves, as boys stupidly do, said Siri, shaking her head. Imagine how good it would be 
if they were just more open with their emotions. I couldn't imagine them sitting here casually discussing their desires to fuck us, could you? <laughs> no, never. But do you think we could just try asking them? I would feel kind of bad playing all these games, you know? Said Alyssa. Siri sighed and finished off her second drink, then signaled the barkeep for a third, as well as another beer for Alyssa. You're right. I just want this so bad, you know. I do too, said Alyssa. Still, some new handbags wouldn't have gone astray, said Siri. But perhaps honesty is the best policy after all. Tonight, let's sit them down and begin the conversation. Agreed? Agreed. Trust me, once they get over the shock of it, and know we are serious, they'll be all in. Besides, it's just sex, right? What's wrong with some fun friction among friends?
You've been listening to the Kinky Conversations podcast.